Well, I think the biggest uh, factor in living your best life, especially when it comes to your family and your business, mm -hmm. is that you have to, as selfish as it sounds, mm -hmm. you have to focus on yourself first. Mm -hmm. You have to make sure you're right, make sure you're healthy, make sure you're fit, and yeah. uh, you know, you work on your goals so that you're fulfilled. If you're not fulfilled, it's very difficult to fulfill those around you. The Very Best Life Podcast. How to go from nothing to everything and live your best life. It's a journey, it's a hustle, it's a passion, it's the best life. And we will be sitting down with awesome people to dig deep and tell the untold stories everyone wants to hear about. Hey, what's up? Welcome again to an episode of Your Very Best Life Podcast. I'm here with my very good friend, fellow realtor, Andrew Perry. <laughs> What's up, buddy? Welcome, bro, to yeah. the podcast. I'm so glad you can join me here today. Me too. In Kitchener, we're here at my personal home shooting Love this it. podcast. Uh, and it's good to see you, bro. Yeah. First time <laughs> meeting in person. Props. Yes, absolutely. We've connected online like yeah. a lot. And I've really appreciated it. Like I've appreciated like your friendship and referrals and just everything. And we're kind of similar, Absolutely, just buddy. how we, we rock it in the real estate world. I agree. Family I mean, I'm not people. selling anything $700,000 over ass. But. Yeah, I know. That was nuts. That was so nuts. Like, that was cool to make the news. But, but like, you, you've probably, you've made headlines before and stuff, right? I have made some headlines. Yeah. yeah that's for Yeah, sure. you've made some headlines. I think it's kind of <laughs> cool to make the headlines because it's like, it's almost like street cred kind of elevates the brand. I agree. Anytime but, you have that opportunity to get the, the press... Yeah. You know, the PR. Yeah. It's always good for the elevation yeah. of the brand. Yeah. Like, uh, like people like Josh, Fl Josh Flagg, right? Like they, they kind of, yeah. they, they like to get those snapshots where it's like, they'll, they'll share the oh, articles. He's a pro. Yeah. He's a pro. Yeah. Well, and you met him in Niagara on the lake, didn't you? Or? I did. He yeah. came down to uh, speak with our brokerage mm -hmm. uh, for a dinner night. Yeah. At Ruth so Chris, cool. uh, like two, three years ago, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Many yeah, Just before COVID, I think. Actually. Oh, just before. Just snuck yeah. it in. And for people too, if they don't know who that is, like what, what show was he on? Like million, million dollar listing, million dollar uh, listing. LA. Okay. Amazing. Yeah. And so I want to oh, kind of yeah. like, you know, I, one thing I like about this podcast is kind of going back and these untold stories, right? Yeah. So it's like, what, let's start from the very beginning, you know, like, so you, you're from the Barry area originally, is it? Yeah. Churchill, Ontario. Okay. Churchill, Ontario. Like population 200. Okay, amazing. Where so where is that in regards to Barry? It's about fifteen minutes south. On okay, Young fifteen Street. minutes yeah. south. Okay, Young Street. Nice, nice. There's literally two churches on a hill. Okay, nice. Hence the name. Yeah, that makes <laughs> that makes sense because I because I know like um, uh, Ingers or oh no, what's the, what's the name? Uh, I'm thinking Innisfil. Of. Innisfil. Yeah. yeah so Churchill is in Innisfil. Okay. So so is Alcona. So is Leafroy. So it's kind of like Virgil, St. David's. Queenston are all in Niagara on the Lake. Okay, that's amazing. Yeah, and and I grew up not far from there actually, like the Newmarket Hall and Landing area. Okay, yeah, yeah. East Gwilmbury kind of. Yeah, like. East Gwilmbury. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Nice. Yeah, but so so grew up in in Churchill, south of Barry. Yeah, not a whole lot of stuff to do <laughs> except for you know snowmobile. Yeah, go on the boat. All yeah. like outdoor stuff. Yeah, fun stuff though. So any siblings? Yes. So. I had, I was almost like an only child yeah. to an extent. Yeah. My dad and my mom, um, they divorced when I was like three, I think. Mm -hmm. But, uh, and then I stayed with my mom. And then my dad had my sister, Madison. Mm -hmm. She is, I think, seven years younger than me or 10? In and around there. And then yeah. my brother, Cameron. And then my brother, Nathan, who's from my mom and my stepdad. Yeah. And he, I am 14 years older than him. Okay. So in my household, I was basically yeah. an only child until yeah. I was like 14. Yeah. And then my other brother, Kalen, I think he's uh, he's like 25 years younger than me. So my yeah. dad's got uh, his hands full at his age. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. That's amazing, though. And they, are they all kind of in the Barry area too right now? Or? Uh, they're in Orangeville. Orangeville. All the Perrys are in Orangeville. Yeah. Uh, my brother and his girlfriend Miranda actually moved up to North Bay to North do some Bay. continuing education. Oh, yeah. Um, and then Nathan, actually, my brother Nathan, wow, he's uh, going to school to be an arch architect. Well, actually, he, he uh, graduated. Okay. And now he's, uh, he's uh, at a firm in 
Vaughn, I think. So he's uh, just oh, moving out to Toronto now. Oh, amazing. Yeah, proud of him. Yeah. Where did he do the architecture, architecture school? Uh, Georgian College. Okay, Georgian. Yeah, there's one, there's a UAW school of architecture too, but that's so cool. So what did you first want to do, like, you know, <laughs> as a career? You know, you know, like, can you remember even back to like, you know, like, what was your first thing? Yeah, of course. It was like either an actor. Yeah. Uh, something in the music industry. Yeah, yeah. Or uh, a teacher. Okay, cool. Yeah, I uh, went to Nipissing University for half a semester to become a teacher. Okay. And then I left it, uh, left there to pursue music. Right. Yeah. So yeah. music was a big part of my life for a long time. I was in a band called Flyline Endings, Reasonable Doubt. We uh, traveled all around uh, Ontario yeah. on tour. And then I broke out and went uh, on my solo career. Yeah. So I was kind of living my dream for a while yeah. there until I realized that uh, music industry is tough. Yeah. It's tough. And, um, you know, we, we, we were doing really well. We, you know, I was working on something with Carl Wolf. We were, you know, playing shows downtown Dundas Square. Yeah. Like it was yeah. really fun. Yeah. But it wasn't paying the bills. Right. And, you know, I just felt like by mid 20s, I should be, you know, focusing on trying to make some money. Right. And then, yeah. so here we are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so what, you, what, just to jump back a little bit, what, what yep. year were you up at Nipissing there? 2006. 2006. Okay. Yeah. I was, I was there like just after that, I think. Oh yeah. Cause, uh, yeah. Cause I went to university there, but I did an actually Niagara college, two years of police foundations. Ah. And then I went to Nipissing. Interesting. So that was like just after you left. Yeah, and yep. we grew up in the same area, so it's another kind of funny coincidence. And my wife gave; she went to Nipissing University okay. like two years after me. Okay, nice. Yeah, yeah so it's, it's a good university, right? Yeah, it's great. It's cool. Like it's you know in the middle of a uh, the Canadian Shield. Yeah, like it's really cool. Hundred yeah. percent. And so, so you're 25 when you're like, okay, I'm piecing out on the music career. Yeah. And like, I gotta say, like, I've heard some of your stuff. Like, you're very talented. <laughs> thanks, I you're appreciate You're talented, it. man. Like, it's I guess so you have funny. many talents. You have many talents. Well, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm mediocre at most things. It's kind of what I say. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I think sometimes we're the hardest on ourselves. I agree. Especially as a high achiever. Yes. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, my God. Like, yeah. he, he, like even Elon Musk himself. Like, he's probably like, like, he, well, you know what? He fails a lot more he, than most people. Well, it's because he's doing things. It's because he's, he's trying things. things. Yeah. Right. I, I think that's one of the, maybe that's one of the secrets of success to living your best life. You gotta, you gotta have the courage. You gotta, you gotta take chances. Yeah. But what did, what did Elon Musk call his, uh, yeah, uh, it wasn't a crash. It was uh, unpredicted. Oh, my oh gosh, yeah. They like, called it, um, like an in-air dismantle or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was an in-air dismantle. It wasn't a crash, like, uh, That's something hilarious. like that. Yeah. So yeah, I guess maybe even, maybe even mindset around it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. See? Mind, mindset. I thought you were going to say, what did he name his kid? No. You know, cause that's, I uh, <laughs> Because that's a little bit tricky. Yeah, it's, it's tough. It's yeah, like think, some formulas. I think it? he told Joe Rogan, but still, no one knew what he was. <laughs> no, no, what he was saying. Yeah, but so, so you're about 25 when you decide. Like, how did you decide real estate? Uh, man. Well, to be honest, uh, the Ferris guys. Yeah. Yeah. The no Ferris way. guys. Yeah. So Thomas Ferris uh, was a good friend of mine growing up. Okay. And, uh, you know, I was, you know, doing my LA, LA fitness thing, you know, selling yeah. memberships. I thought to myself, yeah. like, there's got to be a better way. Yeah. There's got to be something that, you know, I can put in the same amount of work, but make more. Yeah. Oh, and, you sure. know, I called up Thomas Ferris. I saw that he was doing very well. Yeah. And I asked him what he thought about it for career choice for myself. And he's mm -hmm. like, dude, you be amazing at it yeah and uh he was right yeah yeah the, the, and and yeah they do they do a good business oh yeah yeah yep. now they're uh out in florida too yeah they're out in florida too yeah that's cool i just think in my mind like oh like they want to take holidays in florida i was like oh, why don't we sell some homes here too <laughs> yeah absolutely why not yeah it's i know so many canadians that do that oh 100 yeah but yeah the, those guys uh that's cool that you got connected with them from from the start so so it was kind of like, okay, you want like a job to, you know, make money, pay the bills. And, and they said, yeah, you'd be a good fit. 
basically yeah yeah basically and so then and and were you living in like the barry area at the time so i was actually out in edmonton oh out in edmonton yeah so that's where our first son hudson was born um so i ran climbed the ranks i guess you could say uh pretty quickly Mm -hmm. at la fitness so i went from sales to general manager and then i got my own club in niagara falls so that's why i went to niagara falls okay and then there was an opportunity to help the VP out in Alberta. Mm-hmm. And the idea was that I would eventually run the Calgary district. Right. And my buddy Scott, who was the VP, was uh, running the Edmonton district. But right. when we got there, there was no signs of um, ever opening the Calgary market. In mm. fact, I, I just, I'm not even too sure if they, <laughs> if they even ended up doing it at all. Right, one of those so, things, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I just had to, you know, take a look at what I was doing mm-hmm. and I started the courses while living there but as soon as I made the decision yeah it was wheels were in motion we were back home within a couple of months yeah and um before I ask this next question but the first LA fitness wasn't it open in Kitchener that was the first one yeah 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 so that's yeah, kind yeah. of a crazy thing too but but that's that's kind of cool but so so you were in Niagara Falls at the time when you decided to... Or, no, Edmonton. Or, okay, Edmonton. Yeah, so, sorry. After, Edmonton, I, but, after Edmonton, you went to Niagara Falls? or I went to Niagara Falls first. Oh, okay. Then I flew out to Edmonton to take the bigger role. Yeah. And then two months after my kid was born, I was like, yeah, we got to pack up and go. Yeah. Go back home. Uh, took all the... Uh, the classes at home yeah. and just, you know, hung out with the kid while yeah. he was uh, doing his thing, yeah. you know, learning how to crawl and walk. So I got to that's, that's be there perfect. for all of that while I was building my brand behind the scenes, building yeah. the systems behind the scenes, yeah. you know, so I didn't yeah. take, you know, th- 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 I maximized the time. Yeah. I didn't smart. go back to work. I just lived off of my yeah. savings, Yeah, but I focused on, you know, my son yeah. building my craft, yeah. honing it, uh, educating myself yeah. and then, you know, working on all the technology, all the yeah. backend crap. Well, I, I, I would say too, like, well, one thing I'm seeing is your ability to hustle and climb the ranks quickly. And I would say too, in taking that time, that is incredibly smart because a lot of people are like, oh yeah, I'm still working part-time. I'm just dabbling in real yeah. estate. Like, yeah. I hope it takes off, but they don't invest the time. That's right. If you don't invest the time, like... How's it going to happen? So you, you really took that time. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I for me, it was, for me, like business is really simple, especially mm-hmm. sales in, mm-hmm. for me, you know, the mm-hmm. systems, the organization of it all, maybe not. But if you give me a goal, yeah, I just start working towards it. I yeah. know that sounds so simple, mm-hmm. but at LA Fitness, it was like, you need to make 120 calls a day. Mm-hmm. You need to have, you know, uh, I think it was 20 appointments. Was the goal? No, it was 20 new leads a day okay. and at least five to 10 appointments a day. Right. So I take that mentality and I say, look, I need to make, you know, usually everybody's goal in their first year is 100K, right? So mm-hmm. take 100K, divide it by the sales price, uh, or sorry, find out your average sale price and then divide it by the commission. Then you can find out yeah. how much, uh, how many deals you actually need to do. Right. So then I start breaking that down and I just work at it and magic it uh you know you start hitting your goals and you start adding higher ones but no i i I really just did the same thought process with trying to learn more about the business before i got Mm -hmm. started yeah so every single youtube video i was you know traveling around talking with business owners Mm. because i was very interested in the business aspect of it as well as the real estate aspect of it where that's why everybody thought i was nuts when you know i was sitting across from the broker at, at the, at the brokerage, you know, mm-hmm. and this guy's brand new and hasn't even got his license yet. And he's like, and I, you know, I, I just told him, I said, look, I want to have my own brokerage eventually. I want to yeah. sell here. And they're like, how are you going to open your own brokerage? I'm like, how did you open your own brokerage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it was like, you know, you can't just come into Niagara on the Lake and sell like this is a, you know, it's the same few people that have been selling here forever. Mm. You can't just go into luxury and sell luxury. You know, and my first listing was $3 million. So it's a good start. If you just, like I said, if you just break down your goals Mm -hmm. 
and then you can break down the steps that it takes to achieve them and you just don't stop until you start achieving them boom mic drop yeah so <laughs> so you moved from edmonton when you say back home was it niagara yes okay yeah because i'm just trying to I'm i know i'm chasing i'm just tracing the journey to niagara right because like i find it interesting sometimes like how people end up where they end up mm-hmm. right and I, maybe that's part of living your best life too right and like especially niagara on the lake it's one of the most kind of iconic locations in yeah. ontario yeah. Like when you think about a nice place that's just kind of fancy and relaxed. And it's perfect for the kids. Yeah. It's like such a community family. lifestyle yeah. down there. And um, it's the same thing. I had a goal and it was to live in Niagara on the Lake and I just yeah. broke it down, found a house and Epic. here we are. Yeah. And also too, so in your... Um, like a co-brokerage owner at Niagara Light? Yeah, so we don't we don't have our franchise agreements yet. So technically, we're not owners. Oh, okay. Um, they call us head coaches. Oh, okay. Uh, but as soon as the franchise agreements are finished, we will buy it. Okay. Officially. Yeah. And then what about uh, Revel? And Revel, just if anyone's watching, that's Andrew's brokerage. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> uh, and so, um, tell me about Revel Muskoka because you have. Some ties there too. Yeah, so I run the uh, Niagara on the Lake office. Yeah, and the Muskoka office. Yeah, and um, you know it's just I've always, you know, spent time at our cottage. You yeah. know, so I I love the, um, the Muskokas are just unreal. You know, and uh, mm-hmm. wakeboarding, fishing, camping, yeah. hunting, mm-hmm. like all of it, I love. Right, so I yeah. knew that I had to, you know, get back to my roots because you know mm-hmm. I was working so much. Mm-hmm. And my first two years were insane. Like every Saturday, Sunday, open house, mm-hmm. you know, working days and nights, saying yes to absolutely everything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when the opportunity came up for Muskoka, I, I had to jump on it because mm-hmm. I knew that eventually, okay, if I could at least get there, then I could get mm-hmm. a cottage and then I could stay there for a few yeah. weeks out of the year and, yeah. and still work. Yeah. So this kind of ties into that a little bit, but like, how do you balance it all? And especially mm-hmm. too, like getting into it, it's like you have to hustle so hard because... You know, if, if you keep, if you stop swimming, you feel like you're going to drown, right? You got to yeah. keep at it. Nothing's promised. So how do you balance it all? So it's, it's actually a very simple concept. It's, mm-hmm. it's the fact that you have to do that in your two years. So for your first two years, so forget mm-hmm. work-life balance, just, right. just forget about it yeah. because pay your dues and then by your third year, get yourself an assistant, get mm-hmm. yourself established. But how do I balance it all now? Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's super simple. I have a director of operations. I have a VP mm-hmm. of sales. I have yeah. an assistant and then we have our, our team uh, of agents. Right. So, you know, you just have to let go of, you know, a lot of the processes and mm-hmm. kind of let the people who are better at that job take it right. over so that you don't have to stress about it. Yeah. So a lot of leverage. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, a lot of the work life balance is it's more stress because we mm-hmm. all have the same hours. Yeah. And I think if, if so, if you just spend a little less time stressing over it and finding mm-hmm. a solution, mm-hmm. then you can start living your best life. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And you can come hang out with me here in Kitchener. Yeah, see? Exactly. Chat about living your best life. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I, I'm usually home by four, yep. and I don't work weekends. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, certain clients need some special attention. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'm still answering the phone, still talking yeah. to clients, still talking to our team. Yeah. But for the most part, as soon as the lights go off at the brokerage office, I go back home. Yeah. That's, that's pretty amazing. And that takes discipline. Yeah. But then you get used to it. And then you're like, oh, I don't want to go for showing at six o'clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who wants it? (laughs) Yeah, fair. Well, and just for the sake of discussion too, so how long have you been in real estate now? This is my sixth year. Sixth year. 2017. Yeah, Yeah, so that's that's epic, right? Like, um, I think a lot of people look up to you too because you've really, like you came out of the gate swinging, you know, like just like, wow. Like, where did this dude come from? He's doing so well. Like, you do a lot of video, too, which I Thanks. think a lot of people and agents uh, admire, right? Yeah. Like, and I know, I know sometimes you say there's two ways to do it, and, and you did kind of, like, make those investments, right? Yes. I, it was smart. It's paying off. But it's funny because all that research that I was doing, yeah. you know, before I actually got my license, like that I was telling you about, yeah. I actually researched the best camera, Right. And I got my camera mm. and, oh my God, it was terrible. <laughs> leave, 
<laughs> leave that stuff to the pros, you know, right, yeah. leave, yeah. leave online leads to auto from agent locator. Yeah. You know, don't try to work your own Facebook ads. Mm -hmm. I mean, some people have success at it, but mm -hmm. just like I said, it's success and your best life. What it means to me is mm -hmm. that you get to live your life on your terms yes. and as less stress as possible. Stress yeah. is good. It means that you care. Yeah. It means that things are happening. But, uh, you know, yeah. when it's, have you ever read the book, Don't Sweat the Small Stuff? Yeah. And then they say, and it's all small stuff. Is that what they say in it? Like on the cover? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I don't know. Now you're calling me out. I, <laughs> I forget it so long ago. <laughs> but the whole premise is, is super, super simple. Yeah. Is that, and you know what? Maybe it actually does say that because Chris Knighton told me, mm -hmm. uh, Chris Knighton, I still remember this. Yeah. Uh, when was it? It was like my first or second year mm -hmm. and I had breakfast with him. Yeah. And I'm like, how do you do this? You know, how do you spend mm -hmm. time with your kids? And he said, hey, Andrew, I don't answer my phone after seven o'clock. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, awesome. Why? Like, mm -hmm. what do you mean? What if there's an emergency? What, what if something happens and he yeah. needs your attention? He said, Andrew, there's no such thing as an emergency in real estate. Mm. He said it more uh, eloquently than right. I did. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And so it's kind of like what you said. All things are small. So mm -hmm. there you go. Yeah. All things. Don't sweat the small stuff. And it's the little things that matter. And it's funny, right? Like yeah. <laughs> there's all these like funny little phrases, right? It's, like, it's oh, easy for so, people like, to get confused. Yeah. Though I think, I think, you know, there's, there's the essence of the message, I guess, right? Yes, there's exactly. The essence of the message. <laughs> That's right. But like sometimes, like I know for myself, like sometimes there's uh, like, I don't know, like maybe like, what do you think about this? Like it's eight o'clock and an agent sometimes from Toronto because we have a different like listing system yeah. they're at the lockbox like Brian I can't get in like you look at your phone like you got like five text messages and they're freaking out like you know <laughs> that's a little yeah. bit of a different story yeah, because yeah. but I mean I have an assistant that covers that yeah right so that's that's what she's she's paid to do yeah I think that's some smart leverage yeah and anything after hours I, I we pay like $50 an hour so mm -hmm. it's like you know if they want to work overtime they can yeah and they can yeah. And so uh, one thing I want to ask you about too is, uh, you know, so like Revel Realty. Yeah. Um, you know, there's lots of brokerages out there, right? Yes. Like I, I know Revel is, is, I think they're offering something cool, something special. Like whenever they do an event, like, and I, and I see it like online, yes. I'm, like, I'm like, wow. Like, wow. That, we, like, and then that's the, kind of the response you want, right? It's wow. But yeah. go big and go home. But so why Revel Realty? There's lots of brokerages. Why that one? It's very simple. And I, and I know unless you experience culture mm -hmm. and to its like fullest mm -hmm. and most fulfilling uh, abilities, I guess mm -hmm. you could say, you don't really, you, you could kind of roll your eyes to the word culture. Mm -hmm. But that's exactly the reason. We're a traditional brokerage model, similar to Remax, similar to KW. Mm -hmm. um, but what we do and in, in how we, you know, how we have grown so quickly how you know what we can attribute our success to is that we believe in rising tides floats all boats right. so all all the first years mm -hmm. in real estate they all get paired with the mentor they right. all get you know over 30 uh live classes that go on throughout the year mm -hmm. it's mandatory for them to complete it mm -hmm. so the average revel realtor will sell eight homes a year the average ontario realtor would only sell three so we also had four uh rookies of the year from the niagara board so oh, wow. it just it just goes back to we believe we're almost like one big team yeah. so we have education charity community we don't have awards but we still provide recognition of course mm -hmm. but it's it's one of those things where you just become this family mm -hmm. where even from the top down you could still, you know, book a meeting with Ryan, book a meeting mm -hmm. with Nikki. And it's those little things that, you know, keep that family feel while still providing a corporate entity with all the systems it supports. Right. And then, then culture, you feel right at home. What more would you want? Exactly. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Lots of parties. We have a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, you guys do. And like, and I think one's like a charity type event. Too, yeah, there? charity ball. So we don't do yeah. uh, awards, right? As I mentioned. Yeah. So at mm -hmm. uh, the same time or around most of the brokerages are doing their awards, mm -hmm. we do a big black tie affair. Okay. But it's all uh, to charity. Okay. 
Yeah. And and I, I have some reasons why you might do this, but w what's the reasons for, say, no awards? Is there a reason that you know of? Well, for one, it's it's mainly, it's it's like, okay, when they first started, they had like four or five people in the office. Right. So you're going to call yourself <laughs> top five and there's only five people in the office? Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's just we found that awards are a little misleading to an extent. Mm -hmm. But... The main reason was mm. because we felt that, you know, realtors, we wouldn't be anywhere without our community. Mm. We wouldn't be in business. We wouldn't have the success we have if we didn't have a strong community to support us. Mm -hmm. So that's why we want to give back and yeah. do those charity balls and, you know, just try to remove the whole, I don't want to say remove the whole ego thing because I, I don't want to throw the industry under the bus. Mm -hmm. Like I think awards are, are great, mm -hmm. but just for us, we felt that it was better to support the community yeah. and, you know, just, um, just find other ways to motivate our, yeah. our realtors. And I mm -hmm. think we're doing a pretty darn good job at it. Yeah. And I think that's pretty holistic. Cause like, cause I think, I think if we're honest, like sometimes the awards can be like a little bit toxic. Like, like, I don't know, like, I agree. Like things have to be holistic. Like, yeah, you can be the number one agent in the world, but like, what about your family? Like, you right. know what I mean? Like you don't want to be the number one agent in the, you know, the worst dad in the world. Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I hear you. And yeah. that's why, you know, we always have our Friday frenzies. It's the last Friday of every month. So you bring your family, mm -hmm. you know, bring the kids. Uh, most of them are yeah. kid friendly. So oh, it's, cool. it's a good way to, you know, meet each other's families, get the kids yeah. involved, meet new friends. Yeah. Oh, and uh, one thing I want to touch base on too, just to jump back a little yeah. bit too, is because because talking about leverage, right? Because like, I know a lot of people out there and listening too, they're like, yeah, you know, leverage is great and all this stuff. But um, I think sometimes stress can come from if it's like, okay, I want to have this leverage, but then it's like, oh my goodness, the expenses, yeah. right? It's like, so, so I know sometimes leverage is great, but then like, how do you, in your opinion, how do you balance that? Where there's like, there's like yeah, there's leverage, but there could be stress of like, paying people paying these bills yeah you know like people people always get scared like oh no the sales are going down you know what i mean like well the one thing is that the way i look at my staff yeah uh just for lack of a better word is that that's not an expense mm. it's an investment yeah so the investment that i'm providing for the ladies there, Andrea, Gracie, and Crystal, mm -hmm. is the fact that, you know, we're creating um, not only a growth atmosphere and culture for our team mm -hmm. by providing their agent supports, their deal support, but also, you know, community involvement and all that other stuff. Because mm -hmm. we believe that if we give the agents the tools, they will use them. Where in this market, it's so, you know, you got super agents, you got super teams. It's very, very hard to compete. Mm. And I remember when I first started and it's like, okay, you need this, you need this, you need this. Mm. I'm like, oh my God, I just started. And I got to spend thousands of dollars mm. on a website, agent locator or uh, um, mm -hmm. CRMs, right? Yeah. So we provide at the brokerage level and the team level, we provide mm. all of that for you. Right, because if 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 people are afraid to, you know, hire a professional videographer because they feel it's too expensive, mm -hmm. you know, they need to do that. So what we mm -hmm. did is we hired on a full time videographer at the brokerage, mm -hmm. and then you know he gets a salary, and we discount the the actual total amount of money that you would pay um, for drone hand um, hand right. edited photos, all that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. because we want to encourage them to use it. So again. That's an investment where now expenses, yeah, they, <laughs> they pile up. You know, when you're spending thirty to $60,000 a month, mm -hmm. it gets a little crazy, especially when nobody's closing deals, right? Or the market slows down. Mm -hmm. But, you know, what we've learned over these last few years is that the best thing to do in terms of, uh, you know, dealing with expenses and when the market is in a downturn, what do you do? I threw money at online leads. It didn't work because nobody, mm. we got thousands of leads, but nobody was buying. Mm. So what was, what, what was the use of that, mm. right? So what we learned is that we have to be belly to belly, have events, and you can, you know, you can do events for free. Mm -hmm. 
have them at a restaurant. Say, look, what's your you know least busiest day? Mm-hmm. We'll come there. I'll bring you 50, 70 people. And you know, just give us some space at the back or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they provide it to us. There you go. It's free. You don't have to bring anything. Mm. So like free for like... Uh free free for you mean like the people that that go or like the free like well it's like it's um you're getting the venue for free oh the venue for free right you're all just you're just going to a restaurant yeah okay i see what you're saying and And so because a lot of people get stressed because we we don't do that a lot we do we do usually pay an extravagant amount for our events (laughs) but uh but yeah I guess. So, like, what kind of event would that be? Um, so, f- for f- there's one event that we haven't actually set up yet, but I'll let you in on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, a good friend of mine, uh, Shelby, uh, started it in the Carolinas. It's called okay. Pines and Properties. Mm-hmm. So basically, you know, you you invite you can invite other realtors because mm-hmm. it could be a recruiting thing, get right. to know people, networking, mm-hmm. or uh, they invite investors. So the whole idea is that Pints and Properties is a networking event for investors where it's just more of a laid back, have a beer, talk, meet okay. new people. Yeah. And you can bring in speakers or whatever, right? Yeah. Bring in local designers, local architects, yeah. people from the town. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Good, uh, good connecting event. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so your your the first property you sold was three million dollars. Well, no. Oh, because you, you said there's a three million dollar deal or something. Yeah, that took a, almost two years. Oh, okay, oh, okay. <laughs> but know, my, it took almost two years. Where, where I'm going with this yeah. too is like, what are what are some of your like biggest successes in real estate? Like, is there is there some things where you can look at where it's like, oh my goodness, one time I beat out fifty other offers and multiple offers, yeah. or like, is there anything that comes to mind? Like yes. That? So I've got a really good story. So, yeah. um. I had gotten a random phone call mm-hmm. from, uh, which is now my client, Elizabeth, and she was calling from Collingwood. Yep. And she wanted to, you know, see some bungalows in town in Niagara on the Lake, and she gave me a very specific criteria. And so I was sending them to her, mm-hmm. and she's like, no, no, no. A year and a half goes by. You know, and I'm still sending mm-hmm. like the odd message here and there, right? Mm-hmm. Keep it in touch. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there was a little while there where, I just kind of, I wouldn't say moved on. It's just, you know, I had other things to focus on. Mm -hmm. And she calls me and she's like, Andrew, I want to see these two properties. Mm -hmm. I had like, I didn't, definitely did not forget about her, but I was like, wow, I thought that was just not going to happen. Because I never even met her over the Mm -hmm. course, until I actually showed her that first house over the course of the first two years. So anyways, we, we find her a house, her and her husband, and basically... It was a tricky, tricky situation. The The market was going right down for luxury, mm. especially in Collingwood. Mm. So we had to list list their house and sell it before the SOP mm-hmm. because the agent, the listing agent, did mm. not want any extensions. Mm. She actually wanted the house back, which mm. is another story. She asked, oh, wow. she, she sent an amendment saying, okay, we'll give you the extension, but we want $15,000. Mm. So... Mm. We said no. We said, let us, just give us two more weeks. Mm-hmm. Just give us a two-week extension. Mm-hmm. On the final day, mm-hmm. like there was nothing. No no showings, no interest on their house in Collingwood. Mm-hmm. And uh, sure enough, literally the final hour, I'm talking 8 o'clock, 8.59. Yeah. Uh, conditions were due at 9. Mm-hmm. Firm offer. We had to negotiate it pretty hard. You know, we, we worked with a great uh, uh, Kelleher, uh, Chris Keller, up there in uh, Thornbury. Mm-hmm. And uh, his team did an amazing, amazing oh, awesome. job. And, you know, but I had, she, she's, he's, he's, Chris is like, you've got to talk to your client too, because mm-hmm. I, we're not really getting too far. So mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. like, we had to piece this together yeah. within 20 minutes. But what, like in a slow market for $2 million? Mm. And it, in comes a firm offer. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's one of my favorite stories yeah. that we've had. Yeah. Uh, we've had tons of crazy stories. Mm-hmm. We've talked about them on my YouTube channel, but I think that's my favorite real estate story. Yeah. It was, it was honestly a miracle how it just, all came just together. Just the hustle to get it done. And 
and like they just they just came from they saw it on realtor.ca or something yeah 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 just, yeah they walked together. through um the night before mm-hmm. no feedback so we just assumed okay another one who thought it was overpriced or another one who thought that you know they didn't like the gardens or whatever and then yeah. sure enough offer comes in it came in at 1.5 okay from on a 2.3 million dollar listing yeah so we got them up to two okay firm they, they two came, i don't they know how nice we did low. Hey, but it's good to get them up nice and high well this is like in december right, right where it was the dead deadest market ever yeah christmas time yeah and what year was it this year oh this year yeah yeah it was slow this the end of this year yeah yeah the last 12 months where we yeah. were were just basically dead yeah. march is when yeah. uh uh the market just took a dive. Mm-hmm. Well, and then like even this year, January, February, it was slow. At least, yeah. at least from here. Yeah. I don't know. But. We had a s- slow two weeks of January. Yeah. Fast end of the month. Fast February. Mm-hmm. March was dead. And then April's been really busy again. April's been busy. It's good. Like interest rates are kind of like at least staying the same. It's a little bit less scary for people. People know what they're going to get, right? So people I think that's get. why buyers yeah. are coming back out again. Yeah. It's not as scary. That's right. It's good. Yeah. People don't want to be scared. No. So what are some of the, like, some of your challenges or struggles? Like, you know, uh, you know, whether it's personal or business, like that you're just kind of like, uh, you know, trying to overcome right now. Well. Or, you know, whatever it might be. The, the thing for me is, is there's ceilings. Mm-hmm. And you have to figure out how to break through the ceilings. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the first deal the first 50 deals, the first 100 deals, first mm-hmm. 200 deals, yep. you know, 50 million, 100 million, 200 million. And it's like, it's, you always feel the same way. Mm-hmm. You're stuck and you're like, how the, how are you, how are we going to get out of this? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where we're at now, where mm-hmm. we're so far battling. We're not necessarily winning, but mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, we have these goals we're falling short mm-hmm. and it's like in the and they're based off our new ceiling that we set for ourselves right. and it's, it's it's just it's challenging but it's fun because you know it's it's i can't describe the feeling it's mm-hmm. very anxious mm-hmm. and stressful right. but you know that you're going yeah. to be learning something right you know that there's that golden nugget in there somewhere that uh you know that one tool that's going to help you break through the ceiling Mm -hmm. so the challenge is more specific is just when you feel like you're hitting that wall hitting that ceiling Mm -hmm. it's it's important to put your ego aside and Mm -hmm. start reaching out to people right and i think you can say the same thing in your personal life too Mm -hmm. as like when you're running into those challenges regardless of what they might be is just connect with people, mm-hmm. you know, getting it off your chest, mm-hmm. uh, whether it be business or personal, I think is super, super important. Yeah. Talk I, about it. I think it's a big strength too. like, you know, kind of like putting up your hand when you need, you need to help. Yeah. It's important. Your ego aside to be like, Hey, you know what? Like I need some help. Exactly. Whatever it might be. Exactly. Cause I, I feel these, you know, little voices in my head that say, Andrew, if you reach out to that person, they're going to know that you're really not that good. Mm. You know, they're going to know that you don't know how to do this. They're going to think you're a phony. Yeah. Yeah. But honestly, what I learned a long time ago now is that you've really got to put those voices to check and and just, Mm -hmm. like I said, squash Mm -hmm. the ego and go talk to somebody. Yeah. And so what's the, I'm just curious, what's the motivation to say take it to this next level like is is there you know like a big why or like what's the you know because it's because sometimes it's like hey you know what it's it's pretty good here maybe i'm living my best life here but like Mm -hmm. but sometimes people do want to take it to this level and so what's the what's kind of the motivation or reasoning or whatever it might be well it's just because i simply want to be able to live my life on my terms Mm -hmm. on my schedule yeah you know i love the the hustle and creating these businesses and these yeah. sales but i would much rather be on a beach mm-hmm. or a, you know a yacht or something <laughs> i don't know in the sun yeah every single enough. day yeah yeah then you know having to 
I, I mean, I can't say that because I love working on myself. I love working yeah. on my goals. It's a, it's a fun thing, but I think the mm-hmm. ultimate why is just to eventually be able to do whatever we want on any given day, you yeah. know, live your life on your terms. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. And it uh, takes work to get there. It does. Yeah. One, one thing I find interesting too is like, you know, like, you know, it's some, some of these like celebrities, like they, they have, you know, quote unquote, like all the money in the world, but there's, but they still are, are working. Mm-hmm. It's like, I think, I think for a lot of people too, it's like kind of that fulfillment. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, maybe it's not always about money, but yeah, like if it's on your terms, it's like, okay, you're not like a, you're not like a slave. You can do what you want though. Sometimes money does play a factor or influence people or. But. Yeah. But I think the, it comes down to, you know, what I call the burning desire to sell. So watching something, you know, a deal come together and and go through, close, everybody's happy, mm-hmm. and then that paycheck comes in, rewarding you from all that hard work. Mm. You know, I think that's just, I just love feel. I like, I love that feeling. Yeah, getting that offer accepted, yeah. waiving the conditions. It's all just very thrilling. It is. It really is. And uh, yeah, I know. I know real estate's very fulfilling because like you know in, in a lot of jobs like they don't get all this like maybe praise or congratulations like yeah. it's just like okay i did my job today and i didn't you know like no one gave <laughs> yeah. me too bad of a hard time you know yeah but, just went home yeah what i said to someone unplugged. the other yeah exactly what i said to someone the other day too was like um with real estate um it it, it is always a hustle but you don't you're, you're never promised those big wins mm-hmm. but but it is always going to be a little bit of a you know that 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 get up and go it's right. not going to happen unless you you get up and make it happen. Of course. I don't know if I would like, I don't know if I would like that, you know, just having everything laid out. Yeah. Nine to five. No. Salary. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Every, it just seems boring. Yeah. For some people it works. Absolutely. I, I think kind of like I work, before real estate, I worked at Manny Life, just, you know, nine to five. And like after work, it's like, it's, it's almost hard to remember now, but yeah. Yeah, I never thought about work. No, on the weekend, you know. But though, I though to be honest too, like one critique is like everyone was kind of working for the weekend. It's like right. Monday, and it's like, oh, is it Friday yet? Which yeah. is kind of what can be depressing. It yeah, that is depressing. You should be living like that every day. Mm-hmm. Though at least sometimes you have people have their evenings, but something uh, something different for everyone. Right. My favorite yeah. days is Monday. Money making Mondays. True. Yeah. Let's get at it. Forget the weekend. So like if, if you, like if you could do anything right now, like, you know what I mean? Like, like would, would you, would you be like, you know what? Like, I wish I could have been that rock star. I wish, I wish I could have been like, you know, like my own version of, uh, you know, these other Canadian icons like Justin Bieber or Avril Lavigne (laughs) or Shania Shania Twain. Yeah. Well, I, I think so too. Uh, that man, it's just, I can't even watch like music documentaries. Or like biops because yeah. it's like, it's like you get a taste of what it was almost like. Mm, and mm. like, you know, I, I love watching stars born. That was a great one. Yeah. Um, yeah. it's just one of those things where it would have been cool. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think that there is a lot of opportunity there based on what's happening in the music industry now to mm-hmm. really show off some good skill. Mm-hmm. But Hey, can't live in the past. Can't live in the past. Yeah. Well, you're, you're rocking and rolling in the real estate world. Exactly. I have different yeah. goals now. I mean, yeah. you know, I want to be, I want to get our own TV show. You know, yeah. we're working on that. Um, want to be able to travel uh, the world and speak. One just random funny story is like, like Shania Twain, she lived in Switzerland for quite some time. And they named a train after her. They called it Shania Train. But but then this hour has twenty two minutes. They made a funny joke and they said that that, that don't express me much, you know, like that don't impress me much. But uh, yeah, some some of those big people like Avril Lavigne got her start because Shania Twain like called her up on stage or something. Really? Like some sometimes there's like those moments. Yes. Those moments, right? It's... Like Justin Bieber was on YouTube and then yeah. uh, Usher sees him or something. Yeah. And it's just like you know, like there's 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 those moments where. And I think even like businesses like that too, where it's like, like, I'm sure you've had those moments where it's like, oh my goodness, like things came together in this kind of like magical way. 
and you talked about like you know like uh, the sun and enjoying life like if you could go anywhere right now like on holidays where would it be so uh, I have a place in Costa Rica yes so that's fun but we're also looking in Florida too yeah so I'm gonna be going there in June you and call and, the uh, Ferris team there yeah, maybe. Absolutely. Yeah, I know yeah. I'm going to have to sit with them and pick their brain on something yes. because uh, I'd like to open a company there too. Yeah. Revel Realty? Yeah. Live there for six months of the year. See ya. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. I don't know if I could. I, I hate being away from home too long. Yeah. My max is like a week. That's it. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, it's always interesting with kids and, you know, family. Like, yeah. You yeah. know, like having a home base. Yeah. Well, Gabe was a teacher too. So like if we yeah. go away for an extended period of time, she could just teach the kids. That'd be sweet. That'd be sweet. So they don't fall short on their studies. <laughs> Stay in school. Kids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any like aspirations for your kids? Like, you know what I mean? Where it's like, you know what? It, it'd be cool if they were hockey players, hockey players. Yeah. Yeah. Maple I, Leafs or. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Hudson, like he just, he just doesn't really like it that much. No. No, he doesn't. But Kate and Jagger, they love it. Yeah. They go crazy. Yeah. That'd I'm still sweet. making That'd him play, though, until he's, like, high school. See see how he likes it. Yeah. Did you play hockey as a kid? Yep. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah. I always loved, you know, traveling with the team and, you know, staying in hotels, pizza mm -hmm. parties, all that good stuff. Yeah. Mini sticks in the hallway. Mini sticks, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I scraped my knuckles a lot in recess, you know, and oh, yeah. mini sticks yeah. <laughs> on the uh, concrete. Yeah, that, yeah, those are the days, man. Yeah. No cares. No, no cares. So are you a Leafs fan or? Yes. Yeah, at least I'm okay. Yeah. 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 First time good. in 90, 19 years, making it past the uh, first round. Yeah. It's exciting. It is. Can't wait for that. I thank God they're not playing the Bruins because they've had a very yeah. tough time playing the Bruins in playoff yeah. hockey. Yeah. Right. So that'll be interesting. We'll see yeah. what happens. They're playing Florida, so. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just read that they're banning, like, non, like, American residents from the games. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I've, that's, that's what I read. Wow. Because Leafs fans would fly Oh, no, fly no, no, no. They get the first. They get first pick? Right, yes. Oh, okay. So yeah. if there's, like, empty seats. <laughs> no, I think there's a certain amount that they've uh, allocated for. Canadians, oh, okay. yeah. Oh, okay. They don't want to. They don't want too much support. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> but throw them off. Is there anything else that you wanted to touch on, on on living your best life? You know, family, business, anything before we wrap up for today? Well, I think the biggest uh, factor in living your best life, especially when it comes to your family and your business, mm -hmm. is that you have to, as selfish as the sounds, mm -hmm. you have to focus on yourself first. Mm -hmm. You have to make sure you're right, make sure you're healthy, make sure you're fit, and yeah. uh, you know you work on your goals so that you're fulfilled. If you're not fulfilled, it's very difficult to fulfill those around you. Yeah, it really is. You you have to you have to you know think about it as a red dye in a bucket. You know, and the red mm -hmm. dye is uh, representing your negative energy. And if, you know, you're not fulfilled or you're allowing that negative energy to spew out into your family life or your business life, mm -hmm. it's impossible to move forward. So is there some like times of the day that you kind of make sure to say carve out for yourself or what's yes. your kind of, what's your habits around that? 4.30 to 7. Mm -hmm. for me usually the kids yeah. the kids are getting up earlier and earlier and earlier now so sometimes yeah, they're yeah. up at six sometimes they're up at seven yeah. sometimes five thirty yeah so i try to squeeze all of that in before mm -hmm. i get to hang out with them before school yeah 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 that makes sense that's good yeah and then throughout the day is micro mm -hmm. you know micro self-improvements mm -hmm. and uh i like to take micro vacations too and just sit in the car for a couple of minutes and be like ah yeah, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Before you pull yeah. in. You need to decompress when you come home from work yeah. before you're running into the door with all the kids. Yeah. I love it, though. Nothing beats going home and having them come in yeah. and hug you. I know. That's so good. And, well, like, when I think about, like, yeah, cause sometimes, too, it, it is difficult with, like, cell phones, right? Because it's, like, it's, it's not like yeah. it's not like you, you sometimes you can't leave it behind. Like, I know, I know yeah. like, Chris Knighton, okay, like, 7 o'clock. Yeah. It's the discipline. Yeah. I so, can't do it. I yeah. always, it's, I, I'm always doing something. Yeah. Because the phone, to me, is a tool. 
Yeah. Right. So it's hard. It's like every engagement, every conversation, every mm-hmm. video is another opportunity to create a relationship with somebody. Mm-hmm. So that's what I love. Yeah. What, and I'm just thinking out loud now too, but like what's kind of been like the greatest tool for your business and f- propelling it forward? Like, like, am I thinking like, I'm thinking like Instagram or what's been kind of like, has there been kind of one thing yeah. where it's like, Oh my goodness. I'd say Instagram for sure. Out of all the other social media platforms okay. that we just, you know, that's why every, all these weird hackers try to copy your page. Oh God, I know. <laughs> one even started at the Andrew Perry f- uh, fan page. Oh, fan page. Was that you? No, I'm sure. no they, they blocked me. So I couldn't even see. Oh it. my yeah. goodness. That's like creepy. It was yeah, really creepy. Yeah, it is creepy. Yeah. But yeah, you, you do so well with it. You do so well with it. Yeah, and I do it all it. myself too. Nice. So I'm responding to cl- uh, emails and comments. Yeah. Super, super quick. Yeah. Yeah. I do that intentionally so that, yeah. you know, you only get so much time in people's timelines. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And the first, you know, five to 10 minutes of your post is the most crucial. Yeah. hundred percent. That's good to know. When you're on, yeah. and you're on TikTok too. Yeah. I stopped. You're going like, to stop a little bit. I stopped focusing on TikTok. Yeah. And just left it for uploads. Yeah. When you're focusing more on YouTube right now, is that right? Yeah, trying to grow the YouTube channel. We've yeah. we've gained uh, like 50 new subscribers in t- like three weeks from just yeah. switching things up a little oh, bit. That's sweet. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That is uh, that's very cool. Like it's not like if it was 50 followers on Instagram, it wouldn't be that cool. But yeah. 50 subscribes on YouTube, like that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's kind of hard. Slowly but surely, kind of hard getting subscribers <laughs> on YouTube. Like, it's very hard. It's crazy, especially like I don't know in real estate, like. I can, like, I have one thing I find with, like, real estate is, like, sometimes people want, like, those those crazy homes, right? Yeah. Like, not like, oh, yeah, it's a three-bedroom, two-bathroom yeah. detached, you know? It's not like, well, this is going viral, you know? Like, I, <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, it's cool to get creative with those types of videos, too, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like, it's the seller's house you're representing. I don't know. Anyways. Yeah. Okay, well, good stuff, brother. Really appreciate your time today. Yeah, absolutely. That was a really good, you know, holistic chat about living your best life. And, uh, you know, like you are, are rocking it, you know, throughout your journey, no matter what you've done. And I know big things are to come. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Not too bad on one and a half hours sleep. I know, right? <laughs> kids. The kids. The kids. Punching, kicking. Yeah. All in the head. But what they always say is like, you know, it doesn't last forever. It's, yeah. They're only that little for so long. Yeah. All right. Props, bro. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks, everyone. Make sure to subscribe to the channel. Andrew, thanks again. You're welcome, We'll buddy. chat soon, brother. All right. Bye, everyone. <laughs>